What if you did something just because it delighted you? Not because it serves a greater purpose or gets something accomplished, not because it serves someone else's needs. What if on a regular day you did something that lifts you out of your routine, an activity that you are immersed in for pure enjoyment, one that makes you feel alive? Well, that's what fun is. And it's not a nice to have, it's essential. If you feel like the last two years has sucked the fun out of you or you have forgotten what is fun to you, you're not alone and there is hope. In today's episode, I'm sharing how many of us have a dysfunctional relationship with fun, why true fun is key to our physical health, to our treasured relationships, and to even meeting our goals and our achievement. I'll share a recent personal story that reminded me it's time for me to get my play on. I'm also going to make sure that you walk away with a four-part bulletproof blueprint that I've been using for over a decade now to make sure I don't get to Labor Day and wish summer hadn't gone by so fast. It is the absolute best way I know to increase your fun factor and ensure a sensational summer in these next 90 days. You are listening to episode 98 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Highland. Let's get started. Game on. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. This last week, my husband and son left for 3.5 days for a tournament my son was in, in Boston. I had been looking forward to the weekend for quite some time because I was seeing it as a time to do less and that I would have opportunity to do some of my favorite things, begin a nonfiction book I couldn't put down or stay up late or cook for nobody, eat out, do some light shopping. Oh, I even had my sights on a movie. My list of fun ideas went on. I wasn't completely alone because I did have my two daughters with me, but we generally like a lot of the same things. And so I was ready. By the second day, I was observing myself. As much as I had wanted and planned to have this fun, I kept putting it off for more purposeful activity, like scrubbing the grout in the bathroom. Not kidding. Haven't done it in four years and decided that was my day. And these small things continued. I got reservations for trips. I finished emails. I I did a whole bunch of different things. No doubt I was accomplishing and was purposeful. But I noticed something. I noticed how easy it is for me to say I will have fun after I am purposeful and accomplish other things. It's like this, if this, then that. You know, If I do this, then I get to do the fun thing. I notice how easy it is for fun to be my afterthought also. After you go to work, after you clean the house, after you raise the kids, we will enjoy and experience fun. It's just that it's as long as we've earned it or completed the list of what we are judging is really important. And that's what I'm bringing up today, the idea of what it is that's really important. All around us are opportunities for fun, but Indeed, I will acknowledge that I can be very slow on the uptake to say, yes, there is always this one more thing to do. And I can have a tendency of 
taking life and me so seriously that I forget to have fun along the way. And I think for many of us, especially in light of these last two years, we've forgotten how to have fun. I talk to people all the time. I was recently talking to a woman who owns a large company, and she was telling me that she all she wants to do is to play and set a time play for her two younger children. But that by the time she gets home and she has all these things to do that are, you know, her priorities that she doesn't feel she has the time. And she's also too tired. So we looked at what her resistance was because she just said nothing would make her happier and know that she's living integrity with what she wants than sitting down with a board game with the kids. So we looked at that and around it, a lot of people believe that they don't have time for fun. But here's the thing. Fun doesn't necessarily require more time. The first way to have more fun is by doing less, cutting out the overdoing, cutting out some of the detail and the things that we have ranked as important, as well as some of those things like scrolling through our phones or making sure every single person's text and email has been responded to before we take care of ourselves. When you do less, you have more headspace to notice and take advantage of all of the fun opportunities that really are available. Interestingly, a book kept speaking to me during this weekend where I was really considering and looking at my relationship with fun. And it's a newer book by Catherine Price called The Power of Fun. And I've only read a couple chapters of it. I had put it off, of course, for a fun day, much like I put off fun sometimes. And one of the things that she says is that life is not a zero-sum game equation. We can care both about fun and be conscientious citizens who are committed to improving the world. Fun will give you more energy from which to do so. And I think that's really important. It isn't an all or none experience. We can do both. And if we want our lives to be more satisfying and joyful, we must become as deliberate about having fun as we are about our work. Now, there are many reasons to have fun, fun just because of the experience and the feeling of being alive. There's a lot of science behind fun as well. And if you're someone who maybe feels hostile to the conversation of even having fun, be aware of that. And if you're looking at yourself and saying, gosh, if I was ranking myself on a scale of one to 10 in terms of my fun factor, and I don't really care for it, but there's something going on with me that my belief system is not having it, let me give you a little bit of science behind it. Playing has been found, first of all, to increase the brain's production of a protein called BDNF. It's a brain-derived neurotropic factor. You might start hearing more about it, but BDNF stimulates nerve growth in areas of the brain that's associated with decision-making, and that's what play does. There's also research that shows that those who continue to play throughout life are less prone to dementia and are less prone to heart disease. Allowing playfulness to come or cultivating it, if it isn't your default, can have a remarkable ripple effect on your happiness and your satisfaction. And we all know the science and advantage of happiness in terms of productivity and creativity and problem solving and performance. Happiness has an astounding impact on that. And play and fun obviously all contribute. When we're playful with others, this perhaps is most important. It increases and improves our relationships too. We're more confident. We have more connection with the quantity of people and the quality. Perhaps whether that's in our workplace or at our homes, this is the most important finding that I believe playfulness and a reason that I'm bringing it more and more into my world. 
there is a study, maybe you've heard of it. It's the grant study. It's the longest running study on happiness. And it was began at Harvard University back in 1938 with a bunch of sophomores, a bunch of men, probably 150 to 200. And the biggest factor that they found after 50 years between those who aged well and those who didn't was the quality of their relationships. And obviously, playfulness contributes to that. There's a TEDx talk on it. It's what makes a good life. If you want to look more into that, or you can just say, you know what, I got it. And I'm going to do something else with that time and have some fun. What if today I tell you that I don't want you to add anything else to your life? What if I say, I don't want you to add fun to your life for the rest of your life? What if you just instead consider upping your fun factor just for summer? Just the next 90 days of summer, consider this your fun factor challenge. What if you really decided to be deliberate and conscientious and to start to realize what, again, moves you and feels like fun? I'm going to give you a couple ways before I give you my four-point blueprint that I have used year in and year out. And the first thing that comes to me in terms of practical application is to start saying yes more. Yes to the opportunities that are all around you. Yes to the simple things. The second one of these is maybe saying, if we got more specific on it, is saying yes to the observe. Catherine at some point speaks to this a little bit, or maybe it's saying yes to the illogical, but I realized that I have done this this summer. This summer, I am doing something that is absolutely crazy. And I it is to traveling to Slovenia with my son for some strange and unique opportunity. I realized that if I was on the other side looking back, saying, gosh, that's a lot of time and you know, was trying to be responsible, how much I would regret not allowing myself to have that fun. So I said yes to the observe. And I will be flying halfway around the world to do something that's crazy. But we don't have to leave town. We don't have to leave. We don't have to spend any money either in order to have fun. Other things that you might include are cannonballing into a swimming pool. Maybe it's simply getting your hair wet in the swimming pool, if you are listening to my son's favorite request. Just start to notice what it is that you want to pay attention to this summer that'll make you feel alive. What is wild fun to you? If you don't have any ideas, I'll give you a few here. Driving with the windows open and singing your favorite songs. Standing under the stars, being out late at night under the stars, cannonballing into the pool, as I mentioned, riding a roller coaster. Perhaps it's going to a roller rink. Maybe you do alone a day trip somewhere. Mm, Those are juicy and delightful. Host an outdoor barbecue. But you have to listen to what is really fun for you. These might not feel that way to you. Where is it that you get so immersed and are so present and enjoy these activities so much that it just gives you a sense of feeling alive. These are some that my clients have talked about, getting lost in novels, collecting flowers, making flavored ice cubes, doing a new menu or making a new food, experimenting, catching fireflies, doing something with a child will remind you of that place of being so completely immersed and being present. Take a walk in a new area. Maybe it's committing every night to do that at a certain hour as you watch the sunset. So I am going to give you this four-point blueprint. I'll tell you about it. I've done it probably for the last 12 to 14 years, and it has four parts to it, the first of which is a summer bucket list. Create yours. 
the last time I've done this, like I said, every single year, I'm always amazed that by creating the bucket list and I do review it, how fun it is to sort of fit them in and make these things work. Anticipation is half or actually 75% is said of the fun of any type of event. Enjoying that process of imagining and finding it and putting it into your world. The second part, after you create your bucket list of things that you want to experience or at least have attempted this summer, is to ask yourself, what are the three qualities that will help you bring your optimal summer experience to life? For me, I know right now at least two, and you can have just one word, but it's that word that brings you back. And for me, I know that fully engaged and playful are two of those words. So two to three qualities. If I am fully engaged and playful, we will have a really fabulous summer. And by we, I mean me, which always ripples out. These don't have to be ones that you currently are embracing, these qualities. I don't know that I would call myself completely playful, but they're ones that I would like to highlight and bring forth and be leading from more often. The third part of the four-part blueprint is to write a letter to yourself. So I want you to go out 90 days from now and imagine it's Labor Day and you've had a wildly fun summer, one of the the most fun you have had. Include all of the small moments and write about them as though they've already happened. Talk about the night that you went out and caught fireflies with your son or, or a nephew or niece. Then write all of these juicy details. Maybe you did something that was absurd. Imagine it, laughing. Emotionally connect as you write that letter. Or write anything else about your wishes for yourself, whatever way works for you. And then place the letter in a envelope and seal it, self-address it, and set a reminder on your calendar to open it and read it on Labor Day. This final point of the sensational summer blueprint is really the favorite part for me of this entire activity. And that is what I call the one-minute summer journal. And I call it one minute because it only takes a minute daily to keep this little notebook. And if you don't want a whole notebook to carry around, a little notebook, which I drop in my purse, you can also put a piece of paper. I've done that one year in my wallet. Front and back, it takes one line and less than one minute to jot down the one thing every day this summer that made you feel alive, that you are grateful for. I date each day and I write something down. And when you track what's fun, more of that is drawn to you. If you have kids, they will love when you open it. At the end of the summer, I usually always love to have a breakfast, usually out, where we go over all of our memorable moments where we had fun. And in the recounting of them, it's just as much fun as the experience. If you want to take the 90-Day Fun Factor Challenge, write me. Tell me some of the fun things that you're going to do. This is your call to action, though at least do one of these four things. And I would encourage you to participate in all four parts. Write your summer blueprint, beginning with your bucket list. Then write the two to three, it can be one, two or three qualities, words that you need that when you say them will bring you back to the place from which you need to lead in order to make it become real. The third part, if you're up to it, it's really fun is to write this letter and three months later, see who you've become and what you've experienced in this next 90 days. And then the final is every single day to write in your one minute summer journal, 90 moments of gratitude, of fun that you've had. What we focus on expands. Look at what you want to pay attention to this summer. Don't let the summer go by. Don't let the next 90 days in work or at home 
go by without you being a deliberate part of creating them. We all deserve mental health-wise, physical health-wise, and in our relationship health to bring fun and play into our worlds more. You will see a dramatic change and benefit. Reconnect, even if it takes some time to build that muscle again, to having the play that you have enjoyed as a child and that you are still capable of having again today. I look forward to hearing from you and talking to in our next podcast. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.